Hello there. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you? I am. I am here with you and the peoples on on this podcast. I am, that is I'm alive today. Exciting news. It is. It is exciting news. I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat, but probably for different reasons. But I, I heard that we had a very exciting day today, or I guess I saw that we had a very exciting day with our our youngest listener. Um, she transitioned to solid ish food for the first time. Congratulations! That is that is true. She is she is technically not a listener. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I can't I can't do that. Or she has to hear my voice all the time anyway. That just like forcing my Star Wars opinions on her just normally to her having to listen to it in a podcast. Like, plus, she doesn't have an iTunes account yet, so she's, she doesn't get, give us any ratings. You need to give that child a phone so that she can start listening and <laughs> yeah. bump us up a little bit more. She she did try she did try oatmeal for the the first time. It was it was very cute. It was that's, it it was very cute. That's she adorable. was like, what is happening in my face? <laughs> The picture that your wife sent us was quite honestly the coolest thing or the cutest thing that I think I've ever seen. Um, but I imagine it was probably a little bit more messy than than the picture gave justice it, to. It really so. was. It really wasn't. Uh, really? She, yeah, she's messier with her with her bottles. Like she'll she'll just when she's done eating, she just like looks at you. You see this like gleam in her eye right before she starts smiling, and then she goes and spits it all out like. <laughs> like forcefully spits all of her milk out and it's usually on her back she likes to lay down on her back and eat so it's like a little whale just like you know coming up and shooting stuff out of the blowhole and it's just milk and you're like cool thanks appreciate that (laughs) but the oatmeal wow that you always make parenting sound so much fun honestly (laughs) i'm gonna have to play this part for my wife later so she can hear how (laughs) how enjoyable it has been for you guys. I mean, it, it sounds is, it like is ador- it was, it's adorable. Most of the time it's less adorable <laughs> when you're running out of formula or running out of breast milk and you're like, okay, we're going to have to run to the store. I need you to, I, but I need you to finish this one. And she goes, mm, yeah, that last, uh, that last half a bottle that you poured, watch this. <laughs> and then just like lets it drain out of the corners of her mouth and then spits it in your face. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so there's, I know there's moments not <laughs> there's go moments. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, there, there's moments it's this like not the you know how to raise a toddler podcast but no. i thoroughly enjoy hearing this honestly <laughs> this part makes my dag but you're just like screaming in your face all night you're like it's a, it's a tiny little irrational terrorist like you can't you can't reason with her. You can't be like, okay, now if you will tell me what you need, like, she doesn't have any words. She's just like, I'm angry. And you just guess it. Uh, you just have to guess like, well, what, what are you angry about? It's like being in a bad relationship with a woman. <laughs> it's like all of my, all of my relationships prior to my, prior to my wife, where it's like, what is wrong with you? I don't understand. Just tell me nothing. It's fine. Like, I know it's not fine. Do you need flowers? Do you need like I don't I don't know what you need. <laughs> just just tell me everything's fine. <laughs> it's kind of like that, only only cuter and hypothetically she's gonna grow out of this. And with us as our parents, she damn sure is gonna grow out of this. <laughs> oh yeah. She's this, gonna this, be uh... a super weird kid. She's already weird on her own, just like just born weird and she and she's stuck with us. So it's only going to go go weirder from here. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, I personally don't think your wife is weird, but I know you are. Yeah. You're doing a podcast with right. me. So, like, your child never had a chance um, as far as I, she, I'm concerned. She also but... heard What Does the Fox Say for the first time? Not by oh, my no. choice. By my wife's choice. <laughs> oh, no. We've been making, we, we've been doing Old McDonald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old McDonald also had a fox. <laughs> Really? He did. Do you know do you know uh, what, what old McDonald's fox says? I it's been a minute since I've heard what does the fox say. But what does ding, the, ding, the ding, fox ding, say? Ding 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 ding. Oh my god. It's great. And Haley loves it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. As long as she likes it and she's laughing, yeah. that's what matters. Right? Exactly. Exactly. 
Because uh, if she's laughing, she's not screaming. Although that turns pretty quickly too. Man. It's like she gets confused. Sounds... <laughs> it sounds like you live with Chopper, honestly. Yeah. Like it's I mean, one second you're terrorizing, you know, less malicious. You, second, you're helping. <laughs> she's she's less malicious than Chopper. Like well, that's good. Chopper should know better. <laughs> this is a six month old. <laughs> she does not know better. Well, we should probably <laughs> welcome welcome the people into House of Nerds. Um, now that we've we've you know, you know, I like the podcast a lot more now that we don't start with "This sucks, everything's painful, I hate the world," right? And instead, we talk about your child and and all the amazing. I, mean, I, I mean, could I could still content. go to the the everything sucks I, as as more and more people that I have snoozed or blocked or whatever come off that that like temporary hold uh, where you don't see their bullshit. As more people come off, I'm like, oh, well, I could I could rant forever. Ask ask my wife. <laughs> or, but yes, or welcome, mine. welcome. Yes, I I feel like re- rehydrated death for a slightly different reason than you. Oh, um, you have but, um, you have can... COVID? No, no, I don't. <laughs> um, in fact, <laughs> forgot the flu. Forgot the flu shot. Got the flu instead. <laughs> Theoretically, I should never get COVID again within the next three weeks um, because I got my second COVID shot yesterday, um, which is... I wanted to toss you that softball to at least talk about it somewhere. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) I have resisted the urge very strongly to post about it online and let everyone know that this shot is... I had been told by my wife that I am overreacting as she gets out allergy shots but i will tell you (laughs) this is i feel like i've been run over twice with the semi Mm. and then it like dumped the 10 pounds of uh, manure on top of me (laughs) you know what it's worth it if if that means we aren't gonna i'm not going to be involved in getting covid it's worth it ask if you can try out Um, the anthrax shot that one sucks well, you, you'll remember um, a few weeks ago we talked about the mini computer that was uploaded into my arm. Right. I, I, this I is where the ask... other tran- like capacitors and transistors were inserted. Yeah. I asked the nurse who, who gave me the shot yesterday about that. Um, she thought it was very hilarious as she smirked behind her mask um, and told me that was only the third time today she had heard that joke. So <laughs> thankfully, it seems as though. So three's uh, the so charm? Far, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I she she did laugh. So <laughs> no, I'll say it's it's not as bad as I anticipated it being. It is. It's like a pretty bad flu. Um, but you know, but hypothetically, it'd be first... gone like tomorrow instead of fourteen yeah. days to three weeks to maybe dying forever. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm I'm right at the twenty four hour mark from when I got my shot. So uh, this is. I mean, it's not the worst. It's it's not, you know, it's in the top 10, but it's not the, the worst. So, But if you have the option in your area, I would highly recommend you get the shot. Um, just bite the bullet and, and move on so we can, you know, get back to some sense of normalcy. Maybe. Um, I did see maybe. a really good theory about how to, like, everyone talks about how, you know, hey, we're shaming these people who aren't wearing their masks and we need, you know, everyone needs to needs to shame them and tell them that they're jerks and that they're just not not helping other people out and it's like well if you look at the clientele that's doing this they wear that as kind of a badge of honor like yeah yeah that's right Mm -hmm. i'm my own person i'm independent we need to start start hitting them in the feels start saying oh man you are so lazy like Mm -hmm. lazy what like these are the (laughs) these are the bootstraps people that even Uh though even though they haven't actually pulled themselves up by anything um, they're they're saying talking about how all these other people are being lazy. It's like, oh God, you are so lazy. You can't even like it's it's not even it's not even difficult. You just got to put a mask on. Like, how lazy are you that you can't do that? Like, really hit them where it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just turn the it's turn this whole thing around. It's literally the least you can do. But right. um, now, yeah, I did like I... I did like the other one that it was a uh, <laughs> a home homosexual guy who's saying hey you know what he went up to went up to someone he goes oh are you uh are you down 
He's like, what? He's like, well, you know, in our community, not wearing a mask means you, you want to hook up. <laughs> he's like, and that guy put his mask on so fast. Oh my god! <laughs> it was it was magical. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> you gotta gotta that hit him where hit him where it hurts because that I mean that for again a general stereotype of those of the mask holes. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> thank, you, nice. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I like that. Is kind of homophobic <laughs> that's just a general yeah. stereotype oh, very much so, so hit him hit him there <laughs> i've been enjoying i've been enjoying <laughs> all of those all of those things the bro what do you care who shits next to you <laughs> the, the that, progressives that was such a funny yeah time. we have we have strayed for cool. 11 minutes now we're just discuss. this is just our normal conversations y'all we just <laughs> we just talk about what tiktok videos we watched <laughs> Or you talk about Twitter, you know what, I talk though? about TikTok. I have missed this part of this being part of the show where it was just, hey, how was your yeah. week? How's everything going? As opposed to like, hey, did you see that the group of people tried to take over the Capitol? <laughs> um, did you like, see we might, have a, we might have a civil war? Did you see this? Oh, did you see that another, yeah. another group of people was being actively repressed by our government? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so this is this is nice. This is what it feels like to not have that happen. And they go, Hey, maybe people are just fucking people. How about we, how about we sign some laws to that nature? Yeah. <laughs> um, first 24 hours, um, of the just firing shit off that it is, it is 100% that meme I sent you yesterday, which is a stack of executive orders. And it's just Biden saying, screw this, screw this, definitely screw this. <laughs> through this and i was it's not that polite language but it's only we're only 12 minutes in i'm not going to drop the f-bomb uh, oh that's i don't white. have i already but done like, that i might have not oh yet. good not yet oh, <laughs> we'll we'll get there we'll get there because uh holy shit this week's episode was phenomenal um i haven't felt this good about an episode in, in a couple of episodes but we've had some really good recent episodes um so are you ready to dive into to our Star Wars content, or did you have more cute baby bean stories that you would like to share with us? Because I mean, frankly, there's all I'm kinds of there's all kinds of of cute baby bean stories. But are we sponsored by anyone tonight? Are we sponsored by COVID no. vaccine number two? <laughs> I am sponsored by COVID vaccine number two. So you are getting oh. full unvarnished uh, scholars this evening. Mm. What about you? Who are you sponsored by this um, evening? Anchor Steam Beer. Anchor Steam. That's interesting. So it's Anchor. Anchor is the brewery, it. and it's called Steam Beer. I had okay. never heard of this before, but I ran out of gin. <laughs> so this so was a make your own, this was a make your own six pack because uh, I oh. I did not want to ask my wife to to run into multiple locations as very being very <laughs> very careful, masking up, staying away from everybody. Um, that kind of thing. Like, it's easier if you go to like one location during yes. a like, during a lull in the day when nobody else is there. So that's I was like, uh, could you pick up a stout? And as it turns out, Guinness Draught is fucking garbage. Really? Oh my god! It was like drinking brown, dirty water. Uh, like, whew. not to alienate too many that's people, but I feel like. I feel like it's a like a healthier version of what they have in Flint. Thanks, government. Thanks, Ooh. government. Uh, it's Ooh, gross. Uh, I was super super disappointed with that one last night. So I've I've been like craving a nice porter or a stout, and just it was like drinking liquid garbage. It was not good. So, I don't know That's if it was disappointing. A, I I feel like I've had that one before, and it was like, ah, eh, this is all right, but. It was especially, especially watered down last night. And like, this is not what you, you like, you need like a porter or stout that you have to eat with a spoon. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Like nice, thick, that viscous, is the, like drinking motor oil. That is, that is definitely the difference between the two of us when it comes to, to drinking beer. Uh, I, I don't prefer to eat my beer. Mm. I prefer to drink my beer. A little founder's um, breakfast but, stout. That would have been, that would have been perfect. Anyway. Mm. The steam beer is is actually quite nice. I was not expecting this to be so good, so I, I'll uh, make sure that we're extra sponsored tonight. So you'll get you'll get all the 
all the snark. We are absolutely, I'm absolutely <laughs> here for it because this week we have a special guest who, uh, who made an, an appearance on this show and it's a guest star. Um, and it's going to allow me to talk about my other favorite. Oh, I know exactly what this is. Um, is it, is it yes, someone's spouse who's already on the show? It is. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, because, and, and just, to, well, let's just do, get in a, into this. In a name uh, reserved normally for someone who assassinates a president. Three names. That's, I, that's the kind of running thing. Yes, that is true. We have two phenomenal guest stars um, this week who joined us. Um, so Philip Anthony Rodriguez, um, who he has been on the show previously. He was uh, at the very tail end of last week's episode. Uh, he voices the, the, fifth bro- the fifth brother. Um, the Inquisitor we met at the very end of last week's episode. And joining us this week for the first time is the seventh sister, uh, voiced by Sarah Michelle Geller, who, as previously, uh, you know, hinted at, is the spouse of Freddie Prince Jr., who voices Canon Jarrus. Um, you may know Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, unless you are really, really young. Um, if you're anywhere near close to our age, Presumably, you know who Buffy the Vampire Slayer is, or you have heard that name before. I was really hoping you were um, going to go with like some deep pull from her, her like catalog. <laughs> Just yeah. like some random, I... random show that nobody has ever heard of. And, like, and if you don't know who that is, then you, you are just the worst. <laughs> if you, Scooby if you happen to catch the, the Scooby Doo remake in 2002. She played the character of Daphne and uh, Scooby-Doo. Um, no, Sarah Michelle Gellar is uh, late 90s. She's Buffy. She's in Cruel Intentions. Uh, I know what she did last summer. I think that's all that I know her from. Do you know? I don't see. I'm looking at her filmography. I don't see anything else that really is worth mentioning. You don't remember um, her gonna... turn in Funny Farm? The 1988 classic with Chevy Chase? Don't believe I have seen funny. It's okay. Her scenes were deleted Um, anyway. (laughs) It looks like she also did. She she was also in a couple. Oh, she was in all my small soldiers. Um, which if you've not seen small soldiers is amazing. It's It's such a good movie. Scream two. I mean, she's all that. Wow, Sarah Michelle Gellar was busy in the late nineties because she was. I mean, she was getting around. She was Buffy. An angel, yeah. but yes, yes, that not to turn this into the Buffy podcast but, um, <laughs> yet. You no. like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, she was that's in the, the Grudge. Angel. That's the the Grudge Two. That's the, the Return of the I Grudge. To do Rebels, <laughs> so eventually we can get it to Buffy. Um, no, she's she is phenomenal. Honestly, I I think she's a great actress. I had a huge crush on her when I was thirteen, so that probably has something to do with why i think she is such a great actress um but <laughs> my wife is aware of of my obsession with sarah michelle geller she she has accepted this as tolerating part me. of your part of your marriage but, no it is it is not a deep <laughs> part of my marriage but my wife is a very understanding woman who tolerates the fact that she is slowly growing on my my superhero star wars sci-fi sort of portion of the house um she's moved it into one room now so now this is the the office where i'm allowed to i'm allowed to decorate any way i want in here but for now we are talking to, oh, oh of course for now the second that we uh the second we have our own little baby beam that will, then uh, you have to teach that them like to like the nerd stuff so that you can decorate their room with nerd stuff <laughs> and they'll appreciate is that it. what you're doing is that not is intentionally that but doing? if it happens i would not complain yeah, I I have to admit you're setting your child up for. You know what? Actually, she's that's not she's true. watched it, she watched this episode of Rebels with us, which is why you'll likely do a lot of heavy lifting today. <laughs> she really likes the star. <laughs> she really likes the starfield in the ships, which is cool because as soon as no. she's able to not choke on one of the squadrons, I'm going to play Armada with her. <laughs> I think it's phenomenal that she lets you watch the show, honestly, and that she's enjoying. The bright scenes. I'm sure the the color changes are probably probably exciting for her. But 
let's let's dive in because I think this is this episode. There's a couple things that are really really interesting, and I think after last week's kind of bigger picture uh, review of the episode, I mean, we really didn't review the episode. We more so talked about just you know TV and Star Wars in general. There's some really cool stuff this week, and I I think we learned some things. I um, I almost that, feel like this is another one of the it's it's a bottle ish episode, but it's like it's like popping the top off of a a larger bottle. See, I wondered if you were going to say that. And, and so the episode is called Always Two There Are, um, which should be a warning. But there will be um, two. We, we know that there are. Yeah. I, I think that, that they're playing obviously off of the riff about the Sith always having two. Um, now, these these Inquisitors or sisters or brothers are obviously not not Sith, but they're acolytes um, or, or maggots, if you will. Um, mm. But oh, is that I a think Trump joke? Interesting. Okay. That, that might have been, but it, apparently it fell pretty flat. Um, <laughs> is, is what I'm hearing. So this episode uh, is the fifth episode of season two, twentieth um, total overall episode. It premiered October twenty eighth, two thousand and fifteen. Happy Halloween! So j- just under six years ago. Um, yeah, this was this is around your birthday. This it is this, it is a uh, couple weeks after. I like that. Yeah, I like that, that Star true. Wars comes out around my birthday. It's like a little present. The Star Wars movies, however, yeah. come out almost inevitably on my wife's birthday, which is less exciting for everyone involved because she does I, not I want to spend her birthday <laughs> watching the Star Wars premiere, and I would like to watch. The Star Wars premiere. The Star Wars premiere. <laughs> On day one. So we, we have come to an understanding. <laughs> you know, I, I seem to remember... Okay, so Revenge of the Sith originally released uh, May 19th of 2005. What happened to Star Wars that they felt they needed to move like that? Everything to December. As I don't know why. To... I liked them better when they released They should all come May out on May the 4th. That's a really good idea, but I mean, it would be kind of awkward for like a Thursday for, you know, the Star Wars movie to come out. Nah, Actually, that's not true. <laughs> they, they generally premiere Thursday evenings. Thursday exactly. Night at midnight, so. I keep sidetracking you, but we are here to talk <sighs> that's about okay. all those two there are. <laughs> that's okay. So, so you remember last week we left off um, when we finished Relics of the Old Republic, um, we had left our three clone commanders um we had actually brought Commander Cody back with us um, to the the rebellion or our cell of the rebellion. You got the little heartwarming moment um, with Ahsoka and our, our her old clone commander. Um, he's he's got to be nice around to show up in Return of the Jedi. So it was nice to nice to bring him back. You know, we keep I keep seeing I this online, it. and I guess I I guess been around forever. Do you think that that he is a retcon the way he's he's yes. drawn in this series no, to match Revenge of the Sith? I don't think. So. I don't think so. I think it's another one of those cases of Star Wars takes has to have like a massive backstory for everyone, and it's just like a cool nod to it that they that I think they mm-hmm. it was never intended that that was Rex. At least this is my personal opinion. That was not intended to be Rex in Return of the Jedi. But someone was like, "Hey, he kind of looks like him," and they're like, "Yep, totally. That's it. Perfect." <laughs> like got him uh, which is which is just I think fine, I said cuz I think it's delightful I think it's a great I think it's a great aside I, and I think I identified him as Commander Cody a minute mm. ago but this is definitely not Commander Cody um this Commander I didn't Rex. even hear that Thank I heard you. I heard Rex in my brain so. well hey people uh, you know, correct us on clarify, Twitter at nerds house we, up. and that's a really good Really quick, I'm going to sidetrack us for just a second because I just wanted to share with you um, the peoples and to thank the peoples. We did this a few weeks ago um, when we crossed the 400 listen mark. Um, we crossed the 600 listen mark this week. Um, we had a phenomenal week and we, we've had some new listeners join us this week from some really interesting places. Um, so just off the top of my head, because these are the ones that I saw um, we have some listeners from the state of Washington that really kind of jumped in this week. Welcome. And then from Australia, uh, Australia, welcome. We, I can't believe I'm, I'm speaking to someone who's listening to my voice in Australia. 
Um, but we are just floored. Um, Technology is wild. It is. It's like the internet exists for everyone, <laughs> and it's not just me in America. Um, but no, I just wanted to put that out there. We are incredibly, incredibly appreciative of everyone who's joined us, wh- wherever you found us from. Um, we are we're thrilled to have you on this journey with us. Um, spread, please, yeah, spread the, the word. Of God, yeah, talk, talk to us. us. Spread the word. Join the weird. <laughs> we are so honored to have you join our our little weird corner of the internet um please if you haven't already um we did get a new review this week on itunes uh we got five stars and a thank you um what? from someone uh so that was really cool that 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 kind of little validation i know it's minor and i know it can be annoying and sometimes you can i i know when other podcasts do it sometimes it bothers me to hear it consistently but i will say so appreciative of everyone just your feedback means a lot to us um, to know that people are out there listening. So just wanted to throw that out there before we got uh, too deep into this episode. So thank you. Thank you. All the peoples. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought you'd, you'd like to know that the, the snark didn't even know that. I don't believe, I think that's maybe the first it, it time. Is. Knew that, it's the first so. time. That's, it's a pretty cool milestone, um, but of course, that just means we, we can't wait to get to the next one. Um, so we're looking forward to, to passing, you know, 800, 1,000. And we've gotten, so. we've gotten like our first couple reviews. So now the next milestone will be somebody talking to us. <laughs> as, a, as a reminder, the notes, the show notes will have the ways to contact us. So if you feel so desirable um, or if you'd like to tell us how much of an idiot we are, please feel free to. Um, we are always receptive of that. Yes. So back to your regularly scheduled recap. Um, so, so last week um, we left with, you know, Commander, Commander Rex and Ahsoka, and we got our little awe moment um, as, as those two were reuni- reunited. This week, I, I don't know about you, but the way we open um, with everybody kind of in the, I guess the family room of the ghost. And we see that, that Rex is playing with Zeb, um, which looks like he's playing uh, the chess game that Chewie uh, plays indeed. on Falcon, which I thought that was a nice, that was it a is, nice it is. I, I actually that. have it sitting right here above me. That was one of my sister's gifts to me was that game. I still don't know how to play I it. I don't either. But I, it looks fantastically I think fun. it's, it's like Desaric um, or something like that. I think it's what it's called. I, I yeah, was Dejaric. I was debating whether or not calling it that. I know that there are two main games we hear. One is the card game, um, and one is that's Sabacc. This is Dejaric. Dejaric, you're right. You're right. It looks fun. I mean, it looks. You get a little bit of a. You get the the main moral of this episode is, I mean, obviously to me is that you can't have you can't just run around half cocked and you can't you know kind of sit back and be. You need a you need a combination of both what the Jedi offer and then what the soldier or I guess the military aspect offers, and that's kind of what I'm I'm taking away from tonight's episode. Um, and we'll get to that, but I think that they do this; they kind of give us a little bit at the beginning of the episode yeah. to kind mindfulness. of mindfulness. Like, Here's what mindfulness we're learn and common sense and situational awareness, both of those combined. I thought it was really cool to see how quickly um, Rex just sort of becomes one of the family and, and fits in here. Yeah. It's like, um, hey, this, yeah. the hey lock, lock, that, your, lock your feet. Go ahead. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I, would, that, would that have prevented him from... Yeah. I mean, Yoda obviously lift, lifts a X-Wing out of a pond or out of a swamp, but Yoda's not, you know, Yoda's far more stronger yeah, as, than Ezra Ezra's is, just, so. I mean, he's just trying this out, which I, I do think it's a little interesting because the, you know, Chopper and Sabine and they're like, haha, you know, to, to prank, it's we're, we're going back to some, you know, some grab ass from season one that they're just like screwing with him. But Rex is like, hey, uh, here, there's actually a lesson here. You can take all of these things and learn from mm-hmm. them. And it's like, oh, huh. Well, that's, that's something that does, wasn't really in season one that much. It wasn't like a, the the whole like you know pulling the screws out of out of Zeb's bed like there was no greater lesson of oh here's here's what you learned from that because he didn't so and as as Ezra's growing like we as the audience are growing a little bit along with them and he's oh okay that's I, I need to 
I need to maintain my focus, but also be aware of what's going on. Like, don't, don't just get rid of the obvious and, you know, try and do everything with the force. Like sometimes the situation is simple. Like he locked his feet to the floor. <laughs> Pay attention. You know, I think that's, that's kind of the downfall of, or I was the downfall of the, the clones or the Jedi during the old Republic is relying so heavily on the force. I think that's, that's an interesting point. And it leads to the next topic I want to get into here because so Rex is talking here about his, his Jedi or his commander. Obviously he's talking about Anakin Skywalker. And I want to, I want to go back a little bit here and get your opinion on this because a few episodes ago, we saw that Ahsoka obviously sensed Darth Vader or she sensed a dark presence. Um, is everybody, does no one know that, that Vader is actually Anakin Skywalker? I don't Skywalker think so. I think there is, because there is one person who, who knows. Um, and I, I literally, well, I literally just got there. Like, oh, I guess, I guess the Emperor knows, but there's another person who has figured it out. Um, and I just got there reading the, uh, the books by the wonderful Timothy Zahn. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm half, I'm a little over halfway through the second, second book. And there's just like one scene. It's almost like a throwaway line. And he was like, Hey, remember when we were here before? And Vader goes, we were never here before. He's like, it, anyway, the, the story's told as it's Thrawn and Anakin on a mission at this planet. And then the second, like the other com- contrasting piece is Vader and Thrawn are on this mission to the same place. So it's the, the parallels and Thrawn has figured it out around this same time as well that so i don't it's not too it's not too big of a uh, spoiler because i know you haven't gotten to those gotten to those books yet so it's not it's not really a a big spoiler but it's it's almost a throwaway line in the book where it's like a uh uh-huh no i think so it was really cool no i'm 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 about a third of the way through the first book um i'm listening to it on audible and it is it is exactly what you described it to be um it is phenomenal Definitely go check out the the Thrawn series on wherever, however you like to read them because so good. I, I will admit, I I, I am a, a child of the EU, so I was a little hesitant to having Thrawn kind of redone um, or changed so, for me. So good it, in that in the first, he was perfect in my opinion. He was perfect. Yeah, he, heir to the Empire, and Dark Forces Rising. I think he is the perfect. He is the perfect villain and foil. Um, in the books, I don't really notice a difference, honestly. I mean, he is, you know, I know there's there's strong debate about EU versus the new canon. I I feel like I feel like he fits in both. I mean, you could put him in either yeah. category. There was and a it would be, there was an argument argument a discussion on Facebook about like who's the greatest greatest villain, and I'm like really Thrawn, and people are saying no, oh, it's Tarkin, it's Tarkin because they're like ah uh, yeah. Tarkin in sheer brutality, but Thrawn in just like sheer cunning and almost to the point where he's not, he's not actually a villain. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do things necessarily for, he does them to, to meet his own tactical end. It's not just for the shits and giggles of like killing a bunch of people, like blowing up a planet without batting an eye. Like Thrawn wouldn't need to blow up the planet. He would be able to, he would have been able to infiltrate Alderaan and turn them to the empire from the inside. Yeah, without them even. Yeah, I mean, which is which is horrifying. Which is I'm like, he is by studying their art. (laughs) Yeah, studying the art and the culture, and and I mean that's that's not a that's not a bad way to go about things. That's how you that's how you learn. That's how you learn how to take down like a people. Like not just that's the winning hearts and Mm -hmm. minds thing that you are destroying their hearts mm-hmm. and minds that, but you have to know what the, what that is. You have to know the motivations before you can do that. And we haven't gotten to Thrawn in this yet, but I believe that Thrawn is the person that uh, is another person that knows, but not really anybody else knows that Anakin and you have like, it's a very small circle. Like I think Ahsoka has a clue, but I mean, mm-hmm. for, for all intents and purposes, yeah. he died on, was it Mustafar, right? Yeah. Mustafar. Yeah. I just, I, I think this is one of those things where it's the unreliable narrator. We know more than the characters do. 
And it's like I heard it described um, on another podcast. It was the Battlestar Galacticast where they were talking about the idiot ball, um, where like someone has to carry the <laughs> idiot ball and pretend to be the moron for a little while of like, uh, you know, more than I do. Um, and I think that's that's just a really it's a really apt way of describing like this whole we know that Darth Vader, who Darth Vader is, but our characters don't. Um, and I think that's just it's it's just interesting to me. Um, and it, it kind of caused me to take a second to pause there. But um, now, let's let's keep going, because I feel like we're 35 minutes in. And at this point, we haven't even left our <laughs> opening scene. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to so digest. Welcome back. To, welcome back to those deep dives on uh, Star Wars Rebels, folks. Um, so you get this this interesting kind of argument slash fight between Rex and uh, Kanan, uh, who, I, and I, I know we touched on this last week, but it's it's still interesting. I have definitely come around to the fact that Kanan, although he saved Rex from certain death, has not necessarily forgiven him or forgotten from what happened with his experience with clones. Um, I, I like it now this week, which is interesting because last week yeah. it was kind of annoying to me, but this week. It was different, and I enjoyed adds, it. Adds um, the depth. But this is this feels is, like a real a real person. But it continues, and this storyline this week continues the storyline from last week um, with relics of the old republic and lost commanders, because Hera kind of breaks up the fight um, by telling folks, you know, hey, we we have a mission. We've looked over the data that Rex gave us, and we've actually found this Haven class medical center. Um, that was abandoned. Now, you'll, you're going to recognize this medical class or this medical station because it's definitely appeared several times in the Clone Wars. Um, it, it looks a lot like the, the base station that's being used in the New High Republic book series, um, the one that they've kind of, kind of implied for a major plot point in that series. Um, so we're not going to talk about that quite yet, but it, it's... It's like a giant massive spire um, in space, which is just like a it's like a hospital. It's like kind of a throwback to hospital ships in World War Two, um, places to send, right. you know, injured soldiers. And apparently, the Empire is so wealthy that they have just abandoned the space station and left it, you know, floating. They seem to do um, that a lot. Which I, I was gonna say here, and I had written in my notes that. Hey, this would be a perfect uh, Rebels base hiding spot, but there's a reason we're going to get to why we can't do that. Um, but so Hera sends off uh, Sabine and Chopper and Zeb, and Ezra sort of volunteers himself to get away from Rex and Kanan. Yeah, Ezra kind of just I, shows up. Volunteer himself is a nice way to put it. He just like pops up and they're like, "Why are you here?" And he's like, "Yeah, I gotta go." <laughs> like, all right, whatever. Mm. So this next part, I, and I don't want to get too bogged down on this, but there's a couple of interesting things here. Um, we we do get into the the medical station. We see that it's been been decommissioned um, and this, powered down. This whole part felt and very much. Like, oh, it ahead. felt very like alien aliens to me which was which was awesome like a little bit of tension as they're going around the going around the derelict base i i liked this a lot um i thought this was you don't get we don't get a lot of actual horror in star wars so the way that they were playing playing at this um it was nice it was interesting to see you know kind of the there's a little bit of, of fear and a little bit of like, hey, something is yeah, following you. There's some tension around you, and I, I have to admit, I'm rapidly searching for this so I can bring this up. But there is a book that was written a few years ago. Um, that's Star Wars Mar- Mall Lockdown, um, which is about Darth Maul being kind of imprisoned on a ship similar to this. Um, it felt very much like horror, horror e Star Wars. You know that. And there's another one. There's a Star Wars Death Troopers, which is kind of about a spaceship that, you know, things go bad on and it's it's sort of your heroes are left to wonder what's bumping in the night. I thought this was really well done with the, the Seeker droid that's kind of shadowing alongside and behind the our, our ghost crew here. Um, you don't know it at the time, but who that belongs to. But, you know, obviously someone else has found this this space station and they're they're kind of hanging out as well. 
Um, so moving, moving on, moving down the, the episode just a little bit here. Um, so I, I do want to, the whole point of coming to this space station, right, is to find apparently there might be some abandoned medical supplies. And that's, that's the whole point of why we're getting there. We kind of touched on it earlier. And I, I thought this was creative way of showing why we couldn't just move into the space station. But um, when Chopper turns the power on to the space station, it does send an alert to the Empire, which I thought that's a creative way of preventing me from having the question of why don't we just take over the space station um, and have this as a home. But I, I liked that. I thought that showed that the Empire, while incompetent most of the time, is not I mean, it's just It's a giant bureaucracy. Um, all of it. Like it's, it's massive. Certainly you don't... That they they even have that alert is kind of is kind of neat because yeah it seems like they're incompetent a lot of times but it's just there's so there's so much and they're so sprawling and far reaching you can't you can't stay a hundred percent all over the galaxy mm-hmm. you can't be everywhere yes I I liked this next little bit um with with this again the seeker droids they look a lot like probe droids. Um, and again, we we hear the voice of someone. We acknowledge these secret droids are reporting to someone. Uh, but this bit with Chopper, where they kind of lure Chopper, this one secret droid kind of ambushes Chopper, takes him. This almost almost made me feel sad for Chopper in a way because like he gets kind of <laughs> kind of wrecked like very quickly by this this secret droid, and then it proceeds to use him as a beacon to call back the others into a trap. And I thought that's that's very creative. You're not I'm not used to seeing a villain be that smart. Um and, and I like that that they kind of are setting up the the Inquisitors, um, or this you know, we don't know it at the time it's an Inquisitor, but they're setting up the Inquisitors as not not complete morons. Yeah, they're all and they're like all that. a little bit different. Um, they all have their own little like spin, but they're they're still super dangerous. And we see that very quickly here um, because our crew does walk right back into the the ambush that's set for them, um, which I think, you know, this is a great scene here. We get introduced to the Inquisitor, who's known as the Seventh Sister, which when she says that, the first thing that went through my mind was, are there six other sisters? How many sisters, how many Inquisitors are there? And I think that's an important point because we know that we know of the fifth brother. We know of the seventh of uh, the seventh sister. And we know, we learn in this episode that the Inquisitor that was killed last year is called the Grand Inquisitor. I don't know um, why, but I have like eight or ten leads me to believe for some reason. But there's, it's not like at a giant order. Well, and that, that's what I wanted to add, ask you is, is, so if he is the Grand Inquisitor, then that means, you know, he's kind of the strongest or, you know, the most powerful Inquisitor. Uh, if we've already taken out the most powerful one, are we really afraid of the the seventh sister? I mean, she's clearly not stronger than the six in front of her. Or, Maybe. Or, I don't know. We need to know more about these inquisitors um, and about their hierarchy and how they how they do things. Um, but this leads to a pretty cool, pretty quick fight, honestly, between the the seventh sister and uh, Zeb. Ble- well, not Zeb. Bless but, uh, bless Sabine. his heart, like Ezra tries. He did, and we get the return of the spinny lightsaber, um, which you know is not quite as cool now that we've seen one could. be destroyed. But um, <laughs> at some point, we've got to get that in the Star Wars game. I mean, at some point, someone's going to give the give us the circle lightsaber because it's too cool not to have that as like a it's something that you can use because we get like it in that. Fallen Order, but. I'll admit it, it looks cool. It, you know, and this is kind of the thing is like Kylo Ren had the, the, you know, the twin blades off of his main blade and Darth Maul has the two blades. I like when they show innovation and I like, I like that the bad guys seem to be the ones who are always innovating with the lightsaber. They're always the ones trying to improve on it. And I think that's, that's something uniquely Sith that you're allowed to have is, you know, they can do something that with their lightsabers that Jedi don't get to do. Um, so, you know, that's just my two cents on that. Um, so, ten. I did have it quickly. I, I looked it up here. just to make sure. Ten inquisitors are currently in canon. 
So I was like eight, okay. ten, something so like 10 that. 10 yeah, because you you meet the ninth sister in Fallen Order. Anyway, there okay. there are so more. there are more, but there it's are... it's like a little special tactics okay. unit, right. essentially, of Jedi hunters. Because you can, I mean, we know the only two there are. So you you can only have a you the can only have the or... Sith Master and the Apprentice. That's it. Those are the only those are the only two that you can have. So how else do you go out and hunt down a bunch of Jedi? Well. It's the special tactics squad. That's not technically they're not they're not Sith. They're not a master and an apprentice. They're just force sensitive bad dudes, like the bat like the bad batch for dark. Side. If I'm not, I was gonna I was gonna make that that exact reference. That's nicely done, sir. Um, but <laughs> Go read I, the Darth Vader comic. I it's believe... amazing, and I'm pretty sure that's the Inquisitors. I believe actually, yeah, I did. There was a reference last week in the Darth Vader comic um, that I actually there. There's a reference I think we've touched on before that the Inquisitor talks about. Um, you know, there are worse things than death. When in the Darth Vader comic itself, he he does make yeah. a return appearance. Um, and I think I think if I'm not mistaken, we do get some more backstory on these guys as we go forward a little bit. Some of these were actual right. Jedi or apprentices that are that are kind of lured to the dark side. Um, which I think is a great way to kind of tell the story of like, again, it's like that thing that we've talked about with Callus and, and some of these bureaucrats and, and kind of, it's like a Renda Price's story in Thrawn. You know, they're not, these aren't dyed in the wool Imperials. They don't, they're not true believers. They're just people who kind of get converted or, or, you know, Hey, I'm here for, I'm here for safety. I'm here for security and, and you're offering it at the moment. So I'm going to go with you and you, you're going to eventually win me over to your side. Right. Um, but, I think it's just interesting to see that with a Jedi or with someone force sensitive that also has that, that fail, that failing, I think is the word I'm looking for there. Yeah. But... Well, now that we've, we've thoroughly, you know, hypothesized on our, our, our inquisitors and the aspect of the Sith. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll continue. Let's, let's, yeah, short, we'll continue short with, with, the, with the episode. Um, which very really we kind of find out that the whole she doesn't give a shit about ezra not really like they want they want ahsoka Mm -mm. that's i thought that was like how do we use how do we use him like because the the brother is like i'm gonna kill him this is my kill i'm gonna get him and she's like no 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 we'll use him as bait to get all of his friends and then where's ahsoka That's who they want, and I think that's what you know. We haven't even mentioned it, but the fifth brother was going to attack. I think he was going to strike down the seventh sister. Yeah. To get to Ezra, um, they ain't, they ain't friends. And you know, sometimes stories stories do this. Sometimes, especially Star Wars stories, do this. Sometimes, where you know, you finally have cornered the good guy. They have no way of of getting away, and you introduce something that just so conveniently you know saves the hero and allows the villain to do something stupid. I don't think this is un- unearned. I-, I actually completely bought into, you know, the two of them, the way that yeah. they were trained at, at that. And they're uber aggressive. They're, they're not, um, they're not meant to really work together. It's, it's like you two are both mm-hmm. here at the same time and you have the same goal, but also you want the glory for yourself. Cause this is, I mean, this is what, this is exactly. what Vader wants and what the Emperor wants. He he said, uh, Vader, come on back. I got something else for you to do. Uh, we're going to put Inquisitors after him. And it's just like, they're like bounty hunters. Like, kind of. That they're, go get them. Go, go find them. And it's like, well, the more, mm-hmm. yeah, the more scalps I can bring back, the, the better I'm going to look. And it's like, they're, they're yeah. hunting dogs to me. That's all they are. They're, they're a weapon. And if they are lost, well, I have others. Right. So point it them, doesn't point really them in the direction. Um, and go. There's no subtlety. There's no nuance to these characters. They are just, I am here to kill the bat. You know, in their eyes, who they are told to kill. I don't. But I don't know. I, I think there's I really a lot like of this nuance next... to the the characters. But that they're they're really? not. That is their mission. But the individual characters, they're they have other kind of other motivations depending. And you you see a little bit of it in the Fallen Order game, like where the where they came from because they all they all came from somewhere and yeah they're in this position right now to get after you know we're gonna go kill some jedi and that's that's what we're gonna do 
but you can see like the a little bit I mean, the seventh sister has a little bit of a different tact so she comes from a, a little bit of a different place and the brother is like i'm just gonna use my little pirate hat and strike the shit out of people and use brute force the grand inquisitor was a little bit more plotting and methodical and i i think it's it's like the seventh sister is a little bit on that vein that she's a little plotting little methodical is thinking about a grander picture so they i think they have i would be really interested to see like backstories of of these guys like how did they how did they get there because there's got to be some sort of motivation and I, you see it in the the darth vader comics like all the them trying to like win defeat vader and win the emperor's in favor and they all have their own reasons but really the end result is they're just a bunch of tools to make vader stronger and keep him guessing (laughs) i think if i'm not mistaken we do get a little bit of backstory about some of these uh, some of these inquisitors um i think in the future we're going to learn more about them I i think I think we I, do. I might be mistaken. At least, I, at least these two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think there these were the guys are bit. recurring characters. Um, yeah, I like. I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I liked the Inquisitor last season. I think he was a good foil for for Kanan. I mean, he is not Darth Vader, but he's close, right? So he is, he's good enough to be around for a little while. I think my my criticism holds on characters like this is that if you keep them in an, a show like this and you keep defeating them, they're not scary anymore. Time after time, eventually they they, they lose their they lose their fear. They lose any reason to be worried about them. Um, now, I, if I'm remembering correctly, like, Bor- I don't like Boris and Natasha, to, to spoil myself, <laughs> I think these two usher in something a little bit more serious because of their their failures. But but I do appreciate that they're taking yeah. the failures off of Callus because Callus has kind of served as that foil for the first. You know, he's the the sergeant from Hogan's Heroes, where he's the one that's you know a sergeant. Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but it's the I see nothing, <laughs> I know nothing kind of like like you have to have some of that with with this because you can't you know kill your your kill your characters all the time, but it gets back to the heart of the writing and what is the story you're trying to tell here. I think they, they serve well, but characters like this are doomed because they can only be around for a yeah, season. Before they're just, at, no, at they're, most. they're before, just there. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's just the, the joke over in the corner. They can't do anything. Right. You're, you're like the Sergeant and the, the, the two from the uh, Academy last season yeah. where they got their heads cut off, you know, I mean, Taskmaster Grint. they're just, Taskmaster Grint it, it's like buddy. the three students. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the one. Commander Oresco. If we're wrong, correct us on Twitter. See, we're starting to. Yeah, we're starting to get these names right. But but, so, so the end of this episode, we do get a return of one of my personal favorite characters, Commander Melaron. Go right ahead, sir. I was gonna say Commander Lieutenant Melaron. Got Commander. promoted, uh, or however, however you say it. They, he Zeb said um, it very, and, and... very distinctly, and I totally forgot how he said it. <laughs> I think we were both wrong. <laughs> it, it, it was really cool, and I mean, totally and in, totally inadvertent that we chose. Maybe inadvertent on my part. I can't speak for you, but I not even a did little not bit. remember this <laughs> um, when we chose. <laughs> I I liked it. That apparently our Lieutenant Melrune, who, who was sending in casualty reports during season one, well, now we know why he stopped sending in the right. casualty reports because he got promoted. That's um, that's a nice way to say that. I thought this was yes. Mm-hmm. I I really liked this. I thought this was creative. That the you know the way we're going to get away. Here. Keep your chin up. Um, like okay. I Although was... when they're walking out with them, like to into this into this trap, and Ezra's like, "Keep your chin up, keep your chin up." What the hell? And he's saying it out loud, and I'm like, "Do you think no one can hear you? Like mm-hmm. what? What? Like shut your face! Like God." I thought it was interesting that the seeker droid is the one to actually find, you know, mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, <laughs> there's a giant spaceship up on the ceiling." Of, and then they of still almost don't get away. Bay. Uh, do you 
Does it bother you at all? And, and this might just be me, but does it bother you at all that this the, the the Phantom presumably has you know spaceship level blasters, and it these these two are just uh, the seventh sister and the fifth brother are just absolutely it doesn't bother them at all. Like it's like it's a regular blaster being shot at them. Presumably, those are more powerful bolts. And these guys are just like deflecting them with their lightsaber. Well, it's not like, nothing, so. Nothing's happening. Um, I, I just, it, it's, it's like using a cannon versus using a pistol to me. Like, I would think you would at least feel it a little bit more. Or, Maybe. It's all just light. I don't know. I mean, they have established light and heat. So I, I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't actually matter if it, I mean, the lightsaber is still going to do what the lightsaber is going to do. And you, you're right. I, I don't know. I just, it's something that kind of bugged me a little bit during the scene. I was like, that's, I don't know, a little bit disingenuous to me to see. I would imagine something but, um, like a turbo laser, you know, or like it the is Death Star re- like beam, probably not going to get blocked by a lightsaber. But I mean, this is, I feel like the, on the Phantom, it's just a couple steps up from a blaster. It's like a heavier, it's like having a machine gun on your, you know, one that you carry versus a little bit heavier one that you've mounted on a, you know, a, the door of a Huey. Okay. Okay, no, I can go with that. That's why I wanted to, I wanted to bring that up because I was curious what your That's, thoughts. I, I wouldn't really bothered that, by that. Um, like if it was if they no. were, you know, the if the Death Star was shooting at him and they like ping, I I like okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not Force Unleashed, but still, he's blocking like Star Destroyers shooting stuff at him. Yeah, that's. I just I like sometimes stuff like that takes me out of the moment. And I, I think it's in, just for me specifically, I, I guess that was what I was questioning. And, and clearly those must not be as powerful as a turbo laser or, a, you know, an X-Wings uh, or a TIE Fighters, you know, blast or something like that. But I, I thought this was cool. And, and I wanted to, to touch on this because I know you are far more of a, a video game, Star Wars video game player than I am. Um, but to see the two of them, that the seventh sister... And the fifth brother preventing the phantom from leaving. Um, I have some thoughts on this, but you know, I know that originally that the Force Unleashed does this, and I remember a scene specifically where, as Star Killer, you're able to kind of yeah, affect. But you a, have to actually pull Star it out Destroyer. of the sky. But so it's not. It's not. You know that we haven't seen that. The Force Unleashed came out in 2008. So this is seven years later when this airs on TV. So we have seen that before. We know that the Jedi have that capability. We've also seen a tiny little rat-looking rodent pull an X-Wing out of a lake. I just... There were some parts of this that were a little bit... Suspend your disbelief here. And I know these are space wizards. So, like, obviously they, they, you know, can do what they want. And they can kind of play with things a little bit. I thought it was convenient and really well told that they they the way they get away is that it did take both of them to hold the spaceship and not just the seventh sister. So I, I liked that. And I, I liked how they kind of twisted that a little bit to make it fit. A little yeah. Bit they're better. not super, um, super powerful, but, but them combined like that, that's what does it. Okay. But well, anyways, that, that our, our crew does escape um, via, you know, Sabine and uh, Ezra shooting at the fifth brother, which breaks his concentration, and the Phantom is this able to to escape back to blaster thing. <laughs> finally, coming at a good good use. Yeah, look at it that. It finally paid off. It, good on it you, did Ezra. Finally, pay off. Um, but I liked this this ending that the the kind of our coda to this episode with, you know, we we get a a, a bit of shock here when. They tell, or our, the crew that, that you know was on the, the med station tells Kanan, "Hey, did you know that there was more than one Inquisitor?" <laughs> say, um, say, say what? The look on his face was right here. <laughs> I mean, we knew about Darth Vader, um, and we knew that he existed. So, I don't know that we should be shocked, but I I really liked how when you know when Sabine and, and Zeb and, and Ezra leave the room. Like Hera immediately picked up on the fact that like <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? Like we, I think any of us knew that there was more than one Inquisitor. Um, and 
you know, we need to tell Commander Sato because this is definitely going to right. have an impact on where we're going here moving forward. Um, I thought that was creative. I thought that was a nice touch to kind of tie up the episode. And the whole, you know, we don't know what we're dealing with aspect of this. Like, there is there's a lot going on here. And we're just barely, barely kind of touching the surface. So, I liked it. Overall, I thought this was a, a really good, really solid episode. Um, I think it's obviously... I, I will agree with you, having now talked about it and, and having the chance to, to digest it a little bit. I think it's a little bit of a bottle episode. I, yeah. um, oh, only in only in one I'm aspect. Little, like, and go ahead. I think because when you say bottle episode, you think of it as like this is this is self contained. This is like we have the beginning, middle, and end of this whole story, and that's not necessarily what this is. So that's why I, I, I'm like, maybe it's like popping the top off the bottle. It's not a true bottle episode. It just feels like it for a little while. Um, until you see where all of this goes and then it's oh okay that was that was like that was the the prologue i'm a, i'm a little bit concerned with where we're headed next week um with episode 6 um i i will say that we do we, get the we do indeed. Of, a, of a clone wars favorite next week and that part I haven't watched the episode yet. I'm just, you know, kind of re-familiarizing myself with the synopsis. But um, I'm excited to see that character return. But um, I like it, like we've said all along, not every episode can be, you know, not everything can break ground and be massive. Some things just right. have to move the story along a little bit. I think with the commander storyline, and then this week is kind of a, you know, a little bit of a side step and then next week we're setting up for some things i'll say it that way um that, that are coming down the line but we'll we'll have to yeah we'll have to dive we will into get next there so next week and see how we feel about it yeah the, the scholar's a little bit out in front of his skis at this moment but um we'll see we'll we'll see i i think i i think you may <laughs> may have talked me down a little bit on this episode and i might have talked you up a little bit so it's an interesting dynamic that we've we've managed to. Come I still away really from like here, it. But, um, I, I love the Inquisitors. As I think characters. I I enjoy them. <laughs> I think they're great. Honestly, I I do think they're great. I think that you when you introduce multiple versions of them, I think that allows you to to do different things with them, and then it allows you to do different force powers, different you know storylines, different characters. I, I'm a fan, like I said, with with bringing in the clone aspect. I mean, this to me felt like them saying, Hey, we try, you know, we're doing, we're doing our own thing here, but also, you know, we haven't forgotten that you guys most likely know us and like <laughs> us from the clone wars. So we're not going to, we're not going to completely disregard these characters. You're going to get yeah. to find out what happens to them. So, but I think I think that's it. Everything that we wanted to cover this week uh, on this episode. Is there anything that you feel like we haven't, or that I think, you wanted? To I think we're good. This is a this, this is an enjoyable episode. And a little lightsaber fight, seeing seeing a couple of new characters, and even seeing seeing Ezra kind of take a take a stand. Like he he says, "Hey Sabine, go," and he's like, "I'm going to do this," even though he's got. I mean, he's got to know that that means pretty much you're going to die. <laughs> And that thank God everyone saved him. Like we, oh, we yes. see a little bit more character growth from Zeb. I'm going. I'm not leaving without these kids. Like, so I, I thought the like the different different moments I were like good, that. and it it made it an enjoyable story. That it just, we just keep we keep ramping up into that larger universe. That uh, you're, you're always talking about turning the corner. We keep we keep turning the corner into that larger universe. I. I agree. Eventually, we're going to stop turning corners. Um, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's the part where I'm I'm willing to say, you know, keep turning the sto- keep turning corners because right that means I'm getting more ep- more episodes, more story. Um, and hey, we successfully have killed another week. We're one week closer to uh, Star Wars, uh, the which Mandalorian is also returning, one week which closer is to phenomenal. Ahsoka we're one week, aka Rebels season five. That is true. That is. <laughs> season five yep we're 
we are working fast and furious to get through Rebels so that we can be <laughs> ready. Issue when, goes down. When Ahsoka does come out. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you guys. Uh, I think I think I'm speaking for for the snark here, but I don't know if we're like midway through season three if we're gonna be able to hold off mm. um, watching Ahsoka you that can. long. So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're moving along. We know what is coming, and we gotta go. We gotta go. Um, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of House of Nerds. We are, as always, appreciative of you guys joining us. We we cannot thank you enough. I think we talked about it earlier, but I, I'm not above shamelessly saying thank you. I'll say it again. Thank episode. you all. Um, we, we appreciate all of our listeners. We we love you guys. We thank you for joining us. In our all you voiceless shadows. Universe, but, um, we love you. If, if you want to get in touch with us, because, you know, who wouldn't? Um, we do have an email. It's House of Nerds twenty twenty at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, which is at Nerds House of. We'd love to have some interaction. We did get a couple of a uh, couple of new followers this week, um, so definitely want to encourage you guys to join us there. We have a Discord. We have a Facebook. All of this is included also pretty, in our show notes. I guess so. Re- relatively active on the Star Wars Rebels and the Star Wars fans Facebook groups as well. And we're on the Star Wars R, yeah. uh, R backslash Star Wars Rebels. Um, so you know we're out here. Come find us if you are if you are looking for us. Um, if you have time, if you're so inclined, we'd love to have more feedback from you guys in terms of um, some sort of rating on your favorite podcasting service. So whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you are finding us, please, that stuff really does matter and it does help us out tremendously. I do believe that's how some of some of our new listeners are finding us. Um, so if you have the time to give us a, a rating, I'm not going to ask you to give us a specific rating, but whatever you feel is, is appropriate. We'd love to, to have your feedback. Um, anything no, you want to add on? Thank there, you all. There, Come Stark? talk to us. And we're going to wrap it up there and leave it as we May always the force do. be with you. Snark. Always.